Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Local Earshot Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by 13 Step Tone Solutions and More Bands Media. That's yours truly, me, Brad Biggs, 13 Step Tone Solutions, and Jonathan Grissom, co-producer of the show over here with More Bands Media. How you doing today, buddy? I'm good, good. It's been a fucking wild week, dude. Yeah, tornadoes everywhere. Tornadoes! Like 15 of them. We, uh, Johnny Hollis, shout out to Johnny Hollis. You guys will hear that episode drop Tuesday. We actually recorded that a week ago, Sunday, the morning of, or the, at noon, and then that night, I got hit by a fucking tornado. <laughs> I, uh, I went to, uh, I'll, I'll tell you guys a crazy experience. Have you, have you done a 4D movie? Yeah. Yet? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that shit, that shit's nuts, man. Like, <laughs> like, he's fucking, seeds moving around, getting punched in the back and shit. Misted and shit. But, uh, but like, I walked out of the, um, out of the Warren Theater, and it was all windy and shit. And I was like, wait, there's supposed to be tornado weather today. I'm getting the fuck out of more. And I just got <laughs> in the car and drove, drove oh. right to Oklahoma City. I'm like, I'm not, I'm going to get back to my house. I ain't going oh, yeah. nowhere. Well, that Warren Theater, that's ground zero, man. That's, 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 that's got the one rep- place you got reputation be. since that last one. Well, in with us today, we got Eli Cook uh, with Dirty Creek Media. How are you doing today, man? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Um, Fan fucking tastic! I have a roof on the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you also have your wife uh, and also business partner in with us. What's your name again? I'm sorry, Alicia, Alicia. Libran. I will put that in my notes. I'm terrible with first names. That's one of my biggest obstacles. I absolutely get it. There's a lot of people <laughs> in the world. <laughs> well, it's good to see you guys. Thank you for coming in today. Um, well, I mean, we can get kind of straight into it. Tell us a little bit about yourself and and this idea you had here for this. For like Dirty Creek Media, and yeah, Joe. yeah, yeah. Okay, are you guys, you guys from Oklahoma? I suppose. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. We're from uh, so we're from Yukon, Oklahoma, and um, El Reno. El Reno. Yeah, we live in Yukon, west, yeah, west of the city. We're west of the city, <laughs> west yeah. of the metropolitan statistical area. <laughs> uh, but no, so we. Uh, I started in like videography years and years and years ago, and I filmed for like. Uh, like random wrestling promotions like all-star pro wrestling and like combat zone wrestling and stuff like that and then i kind of got sick of like doing that because traveling around sucks ass and then i'm sorry can i curse yeah okay yeah. cool Just whatever you want man <laughs> all right well, it's too uh, late now absolutely. right <laughs> let her rip let her rip let her rip uh but no so then um one day i i talked to I went to go see Limp Wizards, and I filmed them. Uh, do you guys know who that is? It's like a band from here in Norman. They're- he knows them. I know of them. Well, I've heard the name. I haven't I got to see Gotcha. Them, but- so Limp Wizards, they're, they're a punk band from here in Norman. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, shout out to Taylor. Shout out to Frankie. Shout out to all of them. Uh, but uh, I went and filmed them. This was like, gosh, like a year and a half ago now, I think. And then I like was like, why am I not filming local musicians why am i not doing this this is something like there's so much good music that comes from out of oklahoma like peeling flesh limp wizard cell sledge caustic and like just there's still dressed ki- from filled, uh noble no from duncan from, filled, duncan, from yeah. motherfucking duncan <laughs> <laughs> uh so but yeah there's just a, there's an insane scene here in oklahoma and it's always been like this we've always had a really good hardcore scene even back in like the horse called war severed by sin days like in 2008 wow yeah horse, horse called war i haven't heard that referenced in a minute <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. aaron corgiston he's actually one of my best friends he's nice. getting back from deployment uh soon so hopefully they're gonna be touring soon man that's that's one of the reasons we started our show was it's like He's he's more in the punk rock crowd. I'm more in like the I don't know seventies fucking southern rock. I'm out of blues. I'm everything. I'm in the I'm in the mix of all of it. But uh, it's like I think the problem with the OKC area is it is people don't realize just how vast it is. Mm-hmm. Like you go to Las Vegas and it Las Vegas is basically like four square miles right. of actual of activity. Yeah. Oklahoma City's like 60. Mm-hmm. Like, it reaches from fucking Yukon to New Walla, Edmond to Norman. It's a huge swath. So when it comes to trying to document the talent that we have here, it, it gets... You can only be one place at a time. And, exactly. And driving 30 miles to catch a, the next gig 
in the same night can be kind of a problem when you're trying to traverse this much to see all you can see. So when it comes to like trying to narrow down what you focus on, do you have anything in particular genre wise? Or are you just like, Hey, whatever you got going, let's see what we can make happen. Yeah. I'm a big into just whatever, like, cause I'll film. I like, uh, like I, I, I film all sorts of musicians like, like S Reedy and, uh, Chip Mantooth. You know, we do rappers. We do. Country. I saw the, I saw the rap. Well, you sent me one. It was the, that was on the way. That was a uh, young graves. Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 So young graves, uh, he's actually, that's, that's the guitarist for peeling flesh. Young graves is his, uh, rap project and we filmed a, a video a video music a music video for him not too long ago uh but no so like um what i look for really is just does it sound good does it is there a good presentation that's like i mean that's pretty much it is like like even if they don't have like i can't if i can't go find a live footage of them performing then i just listen to the song i'm like oh this would sound good live and then we go and we film and if it's, it sounds good live then we put it up on youtube if it doesn't then we it still goes up on youtube <laughs> yeah uh well and that's that's one of the things too is sometimes that's like with ours i've noticed too is like ah, i didn't feel like that was that strong of a show and it'll get way more response than like one i'm like yes that went so well and then it's like nah people didn't nah, they didn't yeah. bite so it's weird how your perception of what's good is it might not be what actually well you know i my my idea to it uh, approach to it too is that like back in the 70s 80s and stuff whenever record producers like when they were signing all these random bands and like people like motley Crue and guns and roses the producers weren't like oh yeah this is what's going to be big and what's next they're just like i don't fucking know like let's just <laughs> let's see <laughs> turn it up uh, yeah exactly we'll put it out there <laughs> so that's just kind of my thought on it too just, just put it out there maybe maybe it'll be good shit i don't know <laughs> well do you have any um things you draw from as far as um inspiration styling the creative process is uh man I, have we had anybody that did video on the show i know we've had photographers we've had uh, we haven't had anybody we haven't had it this is a new one I'm not so, a videographer um when it comes to the creative process for you like i'm, I'm a musician songwriter mm-hmm. type guy guitar player so i don't think in motion like when things are coming through me it's all in in sound right so when you see a band or hear a band and you're like I think that's a better way to ask that. When you hear a band, do you actually see like what you could do for that band visually mm-hmm. in yeah. your head? That's awesome. definitely uh, so. Like especially with music videos, like if, like sitting down and planning a music video, the first step is always like, well, let's put the song on, let's smoke a joint, and then kind of like let me see what goes on through my head while I'm listening to this. Because ever since I was young, like I would like would listen to music, and then I would be like, this is what's going on in this song in my head, and like so I just take that and translate it into music videos and generally it comes out looking pretty well or i take that and then and then translate it to live videos and even when i film wrestling and stuff like that the idea is always is like you make it the way you would want to watch it if you're like if you're like oh hey this is good like i enjoy watching this then other people are probably going to enjoy watching it and so that's just kind of it's like as long as i like it i stick it up on youtube i guess that is kind of my creative process is like from start start to finish from pre-production to post-production it's it's just imagining and then it's like, how well can we translate the thoughts into real life and make it look exactly like what's going on in my head? And that's and that's usually how it ends up. <laughs> well, and hey, absolutely. And the thing with the music video, like, uh, how old are you, man? I am twenty six. Twenty six, I think. So twenty six. Yeah. <laughs> quite. A, you're actually quite a bit younger than me. I'm thirty. I'll be thirty eight here in a couple months. I'm thirty eight now. It's so like just uh, 38. <laughs> so, the, so the idea of the old. music video. Um, has gone through a lot of different things, mm-hmm. even in my lifetime. Because uh, I remember when I was a little kid, you'd see a band. Their music video was basically like their live gig. And mm-hmm. then they would dub the music and they would make it look like this big party or concert. To like in the late 80s, I was still a kid, but late 80s, early 90s, you saw like the storyboard type music video mm-hmm. where the song was playing and there's this almost first, second, third act thing going on. And then nowadays, I don't even know. I haven't watched MTV or anything music video and literally until you sent me your YouTube video. So like when you say, when you size up a band or any project and you're like, all right, how can we 
what, you know, which, what route do we take with that? Do we make it this way, that way, or the other? Is there any pers- uh, specific thing you start out with, or you're just like, hey, this song sounds like a story, or this this song sounds like a, song, a live gig, you know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, here's my my thing is like that. Uh, music videos are always twofold for me. It's always part live gig and then part the actual storyboard is generally how it works in. Uh, even though I think I have I have a few that aren't quite like that. They're just storyboard or they're just live you know gigs or whatever uh but no honestly it just it just depends band to band you listen to it and it's just like and a lot of times too is like when you're making a music video it's like there's a rule of five and ten so every five to ten seconds something has to be do like you can like has to change the background what's going on in the forefront like the clothes something has to change every five to ten seconds or you lose people's interest and stuff like that i don't in in like you just you have to have like the 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 distortion going on, like the effects on the screen, something has to be going on every five to 10 seconds. So if in the five to 10 seconds that it jumps to the next scene, like and it fits with a live performance, like say it's just like a tar riff for like 10 seconds, like that's going to be part of a live performance. I'm not going to sit there yeah, and be like, yeah. Hey, play the fucking song all the way through <laughs> so I can get 10 seconds of footage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, it just, it, and then like with like people like the peeling flesh, like peeling flesh, for example, like uh, we're working on a, a video with them right now and they use a lot of samples from like movies and stuff like that. So like literally in like in the music videos, like it begins with the, the scene from baby boy where Snoop Dogg's shooting homeboy and then it flips over to, a uh, Spanish version of Friday. And, like, those are the samples. So, like, the, it looks fucking crazy in the video because it goes from, you know, fucking Baby Boy to goddamn Friday. But in between, <laughs> there's, like, 10 seconds of them playing music. So it's, like, bam, live performance, bam, movie, bam, the rest part. I don't, I don't you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so much. So much. <laughs> there's a lot that goes into it. <laughs> well, uh, uh, dude, I'm, 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 I'm learning as you're telling me because what – goes into that type of stuff is something i've only seen from a very very uh, outside and objective point of view i've never been deeply involved in the creation of video projects that go with music but especially doing the show it's like the more you the the more you see how much visual art goes into mm-hmm. making money in music it's like Holy shit! Like, is this still a band or is this a theater production? You know, because there's so much that goes into it that a lot of people just don't don't realize when they buy that ticket. I'll just say that. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Like, uh, I mean, even choreo- uh, like choreography and like talking in between songs and stuff. It's just it's yeah. a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, and how to present it. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, when it comes to like starting a business too, like going into this, um, what made you think I can do this? as a business. Okay. Cause we're, I'm sure we have similar motivations. So I want to hear yours. Like for starting this into a business and like, okay. So, so dirty Creek media started as like a podcast. It wasn't even, um, dirty Creek at the time. It was, uh, it was Oklahoma as we live. And it was literally just a podcast of me bringing people. Like I talked to random politicians, you know, just like, it was boring, like and like just random people about Oklahoma. It was like NPR or whatever. It was like listening to KOSU in the middle of the fucking day, <laughs> and, and so that's that's how it started. And then I had a friend who called me one day, and he was like, "Hey," um, he was like, "Hey," uh, there. He was talking about cryptocurrency, and I was like, "Okay, whatever." Da 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 da. And then he called me about it one other day. I was like, "Okay, let's make a like a YouTube show about it." And then so we started doing this thing called Mad DeFi. And then whenever like that happened, I only had the Oklahoma as we live YouTube channel, so I was like. I don't want to like start over again. So I and I looked at my camera roll, like what was in my camera, and I was like, okay, I have footage of a dirty creek. So dirty creek productions, but da ding. Hey, yeah, and then and then so I made the YouTube that and I was like, well, let's throw this thing on there. And then so like I got bored with that because who gives a shit about DeFi? I don't. Uh, you know, like NFTs and crypto, it's just it's it's ridiculous. After a while, I mean, I can see where people get into it, and then but like. Here recently, like, 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 whenever, like, uh, like, I went and filmed Limp Wizards, I was just like, this is makes so much more sense, and like, people are like, thankful I'm doing this versus me sitting here and making another decentralized finance show that people are like, okay, well, I guess I'll begrudgingly watch this because Eli sent it to me, you know? <laughs> so, but like, instead, I have this like this whole group, it, 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 and it's I know it's like it is a business, and, and I decided to make it as a business. But I, I look at it less of a like as a business and more of like a launching pad for other people too, and, and that's like that's the more important part is because like if if I went into business and I was like okay I'm only gonna film hardcore bands 
or or I'm only going to do this, or I'm only going to do that. It's not going to make any fucking sense because like eventually hardcore is not going to be. I mean, like those bands aren't going to be popular. Everything anymore. has an ebb and flow. Exactly. It's great one day and it's gone the next. Exactly. And then it, it comes back. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's and, how it goes. and so if I'm always like again, I don't know what the next big thing is. I don't know. I don't have any clue. I just go and I film and I put it up on YouTube and I let people decide. And from a business standpoint, that's probably a terrible idea. But I make the ad revenue either way. You know, (laughs) no, no, no. no. That's that's one thing we're we're constantly putting ourselves in in check internally within the show and externally when our own projects is is um, only. Well, one thing I've learned, um, we've been doing the show for a couple years. I got thirteenth step legal last year, so a couple years we we've been doing this whole thing, and and I learned early early on. I say no a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I'm very selective with with who I want to even potentially engage in business with. Which Gary V says is not a good business. That's a bold stance for a business startup. Mm-hmm. But honestly, that's how I am out the gate. I'm not. I don't know. Maybe it's not the right move uh, financially right away. But I'm very very. My nose are. That's one thing I noticed very quickly was doing business was. I say no an awful lot. Yeah, I, and I say yes too much. <laughs> <laughs> so he ropes me back in. He's like, maybe we need to think about that for a minute. Just fucking say no, man. Just say no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds so easy. Yeah. I, hey, I, hey how, how'd that D.A.R.E. program work out for I'm, everybody? Hey, we're going to get into Tells from the Trip, man. Don't get ahead of me. <laughs> But, uh, you know, again, that's one thing as, as far as uh, trying to open revenue streams. And also, um, I, and I don't know how you do your business, but one part of how we do business is this is kind of a way we vet people mm-hmm. right, that we in our network, you know. And further into this year, our plan is to really push shows and make shows happen and try to draw people into that. Um. What is a what is a way people can get a hold of you maybe in our network that are musicians that want to launch their stuff that maybe that you can film or put something together for them? Like, do you have any? Um, what am I trying to social say, here, man? Yes, what yeah, I have contacts. Give me that. Sir. Ah, I'm losing my mind. I have a YouTube, obviously. It's Dirty Creek Media. I have Instagram, Dirty Creek Media. Twitter's uh, Dirty Creek Media. It might say Dirty Creek Productions, but the Dirty Creek Productions we switched into media so we can kind of like distribute stuff more because we have future plans like distributing DVDs and VHS tapes and, and CDs and stuff like that, which is a strange sentence. VHS tapes in 2023. Well, I there's don't a know. there's a market. I mean, records are back. Vinyl's are still back a thing. And, and, and the punk way. scene. Uh, you go to like these backdoor shows or backyard shows, mm-hmm. and and they'll always have like cassette tapes. That's like, true like for sale, and it's like. Who the fuck has a cassette player? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Well, uh, You're the guy buying it. VCRs literally are not made anymore. Like I remember the year they stopped making them, and it was announced on the news. So whatever's out there now is what's out there. What's out yeah. there? So that's interesting, man. It's it's but, uh, it's cool, man. I'm I'm interested because it's like we have a lot of people within our network now that it's it's so goddamn expensive to record an album which is people are getting away from that even now but to do all this stuff and then you go to put it out and the next question is like hey you want to spend a bunch of money on a music video for the song that you just spent a bunch of money <laughs> recording oh, oh my gosh what is my going bad. on right now <laughs> i always thought that was i didn't always cut it out no <laughs> I, I went dracula why <laughs> i went to his face i went to his youtube Thing. I didn't know he had an autoplay on his video. Wow. <laughs> I was just looking at your page. Well, like, hey, how about how about we get into let's all right, so we got a couple a couple artists we want to play for Song Break. They're gonna be on the show here coming up. Um why don't we give a shout out to, to one of your projects? What's the most recent one you've had on there? Uh I think it would be the On the Way Young Graves. Either okay. uh yeah, I would do On the Way Young Graves. Let's give a shout let's play it. We'll, all right. Let's see. Young Graves is that the video that's that's the one that just played, yeah. Mm-hmm. Played. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get it. Hey, what up? Hey, what up? Yeah, shit. Well, Grace, make the beat work. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, hold on, man. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Shit, I'm on the way. I'm on the way.
Gotta get my shit together, now we straight. Now we straight. Slight work, I might pull up in a tank. I'm on the way, shit. I'm on the way. Hold up, wait a minute, damn, let me think. Gotta get my shit together, now we straight. Now we straight. Slight work, I might pull up in a tank. I'm on the way, shit. One, two, one, two, watch just how I do, yeah. Hold up, wait a minute, I can't think straight, I'm in a jam. Pull up real slow with the lights turn low. Never see me coming, I'm a snake for the dough. I'm creeping, I'm moving straight through. Watch how I move, watch how I do. We can get into it, it ain't nothing but a move. We can play it harder, we can play it cool. Riding down, being to the max, with a couple sacks of the threats. So tell us about how that came together a little bit. Uh, on the great or on the on the way. Yeah. Uh, so like I don't know how the song came together. I think he just did it in his room, uh, like or in his, his recording studio, quote unquote, uh, in about a, a night. And then he sent it over to me. He was like, "Hey, is this good?" And I was like, "I mean, I think it sounds good." And then uh, the next the that Saturday we what we went over to the to the north side to like yeah. the village, and we were just like, "Okay, let's make this look like Suicide Boys meets Paul Wall." And and so we were like, okay, let's do some car shots. I was like, now sit on the car and like Soto uh, will drive you like like he's sitting like Soto Michael Soto. Uh, we were driving his Cutlass and and Graves was like sitting on the car and rapping. And I was like, this is perfect. And then we did that. We did that like six or seven times of like him driving on the car up and down and just trying to get the perfect shot and shit. And then um, then I went home and then I just for like nine hours I just sit there and dropped everything together and I was like. There you go. Huh. And put it out. Hell yeah. I mean, uh, there was just like a slight difference in like my version and then the one that Young Graves wanted me to put out because like at the end there's like a lot of flashing, like like negative flicker, uh, like towards the ending part. And like the only real difference is that like one my like the director's cut, so to speak, has more of the flashing and then the other one is not so much flashy, so people with epilepsy I guess can watch it or whatever. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, that I guess that is a concern. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, we'll play uh, play some songs here from our friends uh, Nikki Jackson and Rocky Kanega. Uh, is it Kant Kanega or Kanega? He said that everybody always messes up. It's it's Kanega. Kanega. Okay. How you said it? I think that sounds more like what his name is than. Uh, but he says people mess it up all the time. So. Yeah. Well, acoustic artist Nikki's been on the show before. Rocky, we have I've been in contact with. We just got to get down a date, and he'll probably be on here later this spring. They're more on the uh, acoustic uh, stylings. Um, Nikki, does she have a new one out, or she put one out at the end of last year? The, um, the big, so big there, trucks or whatever. Yeah, there was big trucks. Is okay. the one which is a really funny song. Yeah, we'll play so. that one. We'll play bad habits, and then uh, we'll throw Rocky on there. And oh, actually, and, we're yeah. playing uh, when you go when by you go. Nikki Jackson. Now this is another one that she's never had play on here. Oh well, I guess we'll play that one. Yeah. All right, we'll do that. Then we'll uh, we'll do a tells from. We got to do tells from the trip. Right. We got to go down the rabbit yeah, we'll hole. Do it. <laughs> we'll get out of here. All right, Sunday we'll play baby Nikki first. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So we're we're gonna play uh, "Big Truck" by Nikki Jackson, and then we're gonna play "In Time" by Rocky, and then we're gonna play "When You Go" by Nikki Jackson, and then "Every Day and Every Night" by Rocky. So all right, just back and play. let it roll. Yeah, just let it roll. <laughs> Charming and hot And you're honestly 
And every day that goes by With the fear in our eyes we wait For this all to win Such a shame to think our days haven't changed Look around you'll see That it has for you I wish this could be just a dream, but I'm wide away. He's up there looking down on me, so I keep my faith every day and every Take some time to realize their worth Cause it goes so fast One day here, next day gone Life's too short to live your life in fear Cause this may be our last days I wish this could be just a dream But I'm wide He's up there looking down on me, so I keep my faith every day and every Shout out to Nikki Jackson and Rocky Kanega. Um, Rocky, we'll be reaching out to you hopefully sooner than later and get you on this spring. Nikki, we're gonna do some business with Nikki. We're Nikki and Cody are two very very smart and very very good songwriters here in the metro area, and uh, we're gonna see if we can do some do some showcase maybe with them and get something going. So, shout out to those guys. All right. <clears throat> Now, this is one of my favorite topics to ever talk about because uh, in the last, well, I've, I've, I've always liked drugs. Oh, yeah. I, I, always. <laughs> I, people are like, when did you start taking drugs? I'm like, I've noticed I liked taking drugs when I was a child taking cough syrup. I, in, I noticed when I took something into yeah. my body. I, I, this is not something I learned when I was a teenager. <laughs> I knew it from the get-go. But I will say that I took some pain pills when I was playing football in high school, and that was a that was a oh click moment, and mm-hmm. I had issues with that from that moment till about just a few years ago, a large portion of my adult life. But psychedelics was a a part of that change, and so I always like to do tells from the trips and see uh, where people have taken the same type of uh, direction and how much it has changed or affected their lives. So. When we were doing this, we're sizing this thing up for this show. I said, do you partake in the devil weed? Thinking, weed. That's, you know, it's a joke. Devil weed. Right. This motherfucker throws back, I don't do detura, <laughs> but I smoke weed. And I'm like, okay, this dude is right up my alley. Because I would have never expected that 
from 90% of the people that I know, most people don't know what Datura even is, but I do. And I was super interested to hear you say that. So let's go. Oh, you asking me if I ever done Datura? Well, not even, not that so much, but like some, you know, do trip, trip, tells from the trip. One let's time do this. I took 36 Benadryls. And um, this was when I was like 16 because I had read on Arrowhead that like it, it has effects similar to Natura. And I was bored as shit because it's like <laughs> the middle of the fucking night. It's summer vacation. and I'm at my mom's house and I'm like, bro, what am I going to do? And so I go into the thing. I'm like, oh, she ain't got no like the, the dexmortifin cough syrup. So it's like, well, robo tripping is out of the question. So I just start eating Benadryl. Oh. And uh, and like I'm like sitting in the room playing wrestling. It's like WWE 2013 on the PS3. And my ass gets up. I have to go pee. And, 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 uh, I'm like trying to go pee and I can't, and I'm like, God, I got to puke. And then, so I'm like trying to make myself puke and then the water in the toilet bowl is like shimmering <laughs> and like, it keeps shimmering at me and it's like laughing cause I can't puke. And so like, I'm walking out of the bathroom and my mom's ex-girlfriend, well, the current girlfriend at the time, uh, like. Like I thought I saw her and she goes, if you're going to puke, be a man about it and actually do it. And and then she walked Jeez. into the bathroom <laughs> and then I like turned around and the, the door was still wide open and the light was on. And nobody was in there. And so like it was like one of the full like first full fledged hallucinations I ever like, like real life. Like this is a hallucination. Jenny was not right there. Like this was like, I just fucking saw shit. And then, so I like go into the bedroom and I'm trying to like turn the light on. And so like, mind you, when I walk into the bedroom, it's like the light switch is right here. It's like hands, like, like right next to me. Like, like it's easy, like easy as fuck to get the light switch. I'm over here, like on top of the wall <laughs> trying to find this shit. <laughs> like, where is the light switch? <laughs> and then I passed out. <laughs> oh man. I had no idea Benadryl could do some shit like that. Bro, it's scary. Wow. Yeah. And then that wasn't the first and only time I did it of course but i don't really remember the other times i've done it but then like i remember like you said like taking psychedelics and then like and then the profoundness that you know it affects the with the the the, the, the profoundness of lsd and other psychedelics and affects the rest of your life and kind of shows you those like connections and shits like that uh, i was like 17 and the first time i ever dropped acid i had to go to the doctor the next day at eight in the morning and i was like <laughs> okay well i'm gonna take this acid and i'm gonna trip for like maybe a few hours and then i'm gonna go to sleep and sure it's yeah right yeah. yeah i don't know how this shit works <laughs> <laughs> and of course this again i'm living with my mom and it's like uh i'm like 16 17 but she's like oh you can't watch tv if i hear the tv come on in the middle of the night i'm gonna you're gonna be grounded and all this and all that because you know mom trying to hang on to the last bit of like parenting she can still do and so like i take the acid and i have to sit in the house in the dark that's the worst for eight hours mm. until the fucking sun comes back up and then my dad comes and gets me to go uh to go to the hospital because like my mom went to work and i need to go to the doctor's and and he's like pulls up and I get in the car and I haven't gone to sleep yet and I turn to my dad and I go dad I just I took acid last night and I've been awake all night and it's like eight in the morning and he was like well that's really not great <laughs> <laughs> yeah those are the worst man. that was one of my worst uh, experiences with psychedelics was uh, because of the long lasting effects of mm -hmm. acid uh, I, we were gonna go see Blackberry Smoke and. Uh, Day of, we're ready to go. Everything's good. It's at the Diamond Ballroom, and it starts to snow. Ah. Mm. Out of nowhere. It was spring. It was like March. And we're like, what the hell? This was not expected. It was 70 degrees two days ago. But it snowed, and they ended up having to cancel. I took a 10 strip of acid ready for the show. Now I'm stuck in a house, which is about as good as being stuck in a box when you're on acid. Right. And so I was just creeping around the house for like the next 12 hours, Trying not to look in the mirror or watch TV because everything gets weird, you know. Right. Trying to enjoy it. Very difficult, but uh, that was probably one of my less uh, fun experiences. Just stuck and tripping your fucking balls off is just. Whew. Man, I, I remember that night too, like the, the one that I was telling you about where I didn't have anything to do and I'm like tripping on acid. And I was like, I went outside and like started like smoking cigarettes. Like we live in an apartment complex. And I'm like sitting next to the pool that's over there and I'm like watching the street over by me and this like fucking 18 it's like three in the morning this 18 wheeler passes by me on the road and i'll go wow you know it's you live in america when it's three o'clock in the morning and 18 wheelers are passing by you and i felt the most patriotic i ever felt at that moment <laughs> come to find out it was a minivan <laughs> you're in a wendy's parking lot sir <laughs> Not again. I mean, my, Not again. My friends one time got like like extremely drunk and they fell asleep inside a uh, Taco Bell drive through. Oh no! And like like the workers like, hey, wake the fuck up! And then and then they were like, what? 
And they look around, they're like, we're not home? <laughs> and the person on the speaker was like, dude, there's a fucking line. Like, you need to get them and get your food. And we're like, they're like, oh, shit. My bad. <laughs> well, have you ever had, to, like, a full-on, like, I'm not even here anymore type of breakthrough experience? Oh, yeah. What was that on? Uh, well, it's DXM on one of them. Really? Like, yeah, like Robotussin. Uh, I was, I had taken, I had gone to Dollar General after I got off of school and they were selling Robotussin, uh, cough gels for a dollar a piece. And the only thing that was in them was Dexmortifin. And I was like, score, this is what I'm going to be doing with the rest of my day. <laughs> so I paid a dollar to go trip the fuck out. And, you know, I'm like eating the pills on the way home and I get home. It's just me and my little sister and my little sister's like, She's like four years younger than me. So I think she's like 14 at the time. And I'm like, you know, 13, 14. And I'm like uh, 17, 18, somewhere in there. And I'm like tripping the fuck out. And I, I walk out there to my little sister. And my eyes are wider than fuck. And I like can't like, like I would go, I was like sitting in the room trying to chill out. And I would close my eyes and my wife and kids was on, you know, that show. Uh-huh. And, and so like I would close my eyes and they would sound like demons. And then I opened them. And I wouldn't be able to see straight because, like, it, like my vision had split into two separate sides. Oh no! And like, I would see the same image, like two sides, like you know, like like I'm looking out of both eyes at the same time. I don't have like my eyes couldn't cross the images anymore. And uh, so I go up to my little sister and I go, Emily, I'm gonna go hang out with my friends. And my sister was like, Okay, Eli, you go <laughs> hang out with your friends, dude. <laughs> and then I go to the park that's across the way from me, like the Delisi, which is over on Northwest 50th. And I'm like over there across the street. And I'm like sitting in the woods and like I'm like, it's like it's bright outside because it's sunset. And like my eyes are so dilated, I can't see anything. I don't even know how I crossed the street without dying. I couldn't see anything. <laughs> and I'm like sitting there and, and like, the scape of the trees that are in front of me was just it's just all green and i'm seeing shadows of people walking by and i thought that i had died and i had been transported to behind the universe not like to the next part of the universe just like i was underneath like behind a vague sheet and i was just watching the rest of life pass everything around me and it went on like that till it became dark and when it became dark my friend uh like jarrett my friend jarrett came down into the area that i was at and he was tripping out on mushrooms and i thought i was like did you did you break through to the other side too? And we would just like trip the fuck out for like an hour and a half until I realized that we were just in the woods behind the house. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I've never had that with DXM. I've I've I've, I've never taken that to a, such an, a level. I think that would give me an experience like that. But uh, uh, mushrooms and and DMT, I've I've had the, the quote unquote breakthrough. Yeah. And, just uh, talk to the like the elves and all that stuff. No elves in mine. It's it's a singular entity. It's one. She, it's a female. She's blonde and she she's like a guide. It's super. I know it sounds fucking. She got a big rack. No, <laughs> I've I've never even seen the front of her. She's always ahead of me, leading me to. She takes me around when I get to that space. It's it's super fucking weird. It's it's almost. Trying to explain it in words, it becomes it, hard. It's it's a feeling. It's not a it's not a visual thing. Oh no, it was both. Well, yeah, no, I see. Oh, what no. you mean. I know what you mean. Oh. But, yeah. <laughs> Especially like DMT, like like I had taken mushrooms and LSD and acid, you know, whatever. But that was the first time it was like, oh, you're leaving like this, like this is gone, like this reality is gone, and it's replaced with something completely different. And then you come back to this, and you're like. Okay. Is like which which one is which is real? Which is the like cuz they're both uh, as sure as I'm am that this table is solid and I you know I can't press through it is I'm sure whatever I experienced on that is just as real. It's fucking crazy, man. Well, you know the table's not solid, right? It's just the molecules <sighs> pushing back. Don't don't <laughs> Don't get into philosophy with me. <laughs> there is no spoon. <laughs> so true though man i'm a electrician in a previous life so the whole idea of yeah that's not it's just the electromagnetic resistance you're not actually it's not actually there yeah it's yeah well it, i think about like there's a the the what the, the the super collider where they're like they they're trying to look at a particle and observe it in a certain state but it won't let it because it knows it's being observed yeah i think about that often it's like if the desk didn't know it was being observed could i put my hand through would it, it be there yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh dude the double slit experiment's been a mind fuck for me since i did it and i think we did it in high school mm-hmm. you actually set it up and then they're like oh no it's it's a particle see but then they put the other slit out oh no no it's not it's a wave 
God, why are things got to be so difficult? You know, I mean, it goes back to that whole idea of like uh, manifestation and like you, the like you project your like life is an illusion and you project your own illusion and and shit like that. Like, do you know what like hemisync is and stuff yeah. like that? Yeah, that's an audio. Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you ever did you read the CIA report where they were basically like in in order to like fully believe this, you have to uh, disallow the belief of a Western god and stuff like that? And they were saying that like if you like. Like this has like it, this works like the way that this works is that it it it, it also the, that the fact that it works is giving credence to Eastern beliefs and, and religions and stuff like that and it's a CIA article that they were like that they fucking did a whole report on it's so crazy to read it. One thing I learned, especially when I got in deeper in with electrical stuff, is that everything is a wave function. Everything mm-hmm. from the smallest. Electrons, protons, quarks, gluons, blah blah. Go further, whatever. It all it all breaks down to a wave function. To the big, the very large. You look at the planets and all that. It's all a wave function. So it's like when you start looking into that, and you're like, okay, it, it becomes very interesting because uh, when you understand that everything's a wave function, that means that there's probability and uh, projection involved. And then the idea of hologram and and simulation and mathematic probability, it gets deep. Yeah, it's, we'll just say that it gets deep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and, and to make it more like uh, metaphysical and quantum and all that stuff, uh, like like everything's electrical magnetic wave, like you're saying. Uh, so like the best way, like I've always like heard that the way that famous people, you ask famous people how they become famous, they go, well, the first thing I did was picture it. The first thing I did was say that I, I am this. And it's like, you're putting like, like you're saying, you're putting those electric magnetic like waves out there that you are this thing. Like that's how I started Dirty Creek Media. I just said, I am this, I am a videographer. I am a filmographer. And people just believed me. My, uh, <laughs> my sister's husband, he, uh, he went skydiving and um, he's done like ayahuasca and stuff like that. They own a multi-million dollar company out here like that does like real estate. And uh, and he like he was going to go skydiving and he kept looking in the mirror and, uh, and he had a picture of like a skydiver. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, I am a skydiver. I am a skydiver every day. So then the day came that he was supposed to do this, and so he's in the plane, and the guy that's supposed to be jumping with him because you have to go with a person that time, mm-hmm. he goes, okay, let's go, and just runs, like just goes to jump out the plane, and the dude's like, whoa, and he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> and he's like, because he was like, I am a skydiver, and just jumped right out of a plane without any care. He knew that he would do it and not be afraid of it. And that, that diver that was with him was like, dude, you're fucking nuts, man. But... <laughs> He literally thought he was a skydiver, oh, all because no. he just kept putting it in his head. Yeah. You send me on enough ayahuasca journeys, I might just jump out of a plane too. True, I mean. and, and you know, my <laughs> wife and I we watch a lot of like murder interrogations and stuff. And like the uh, like, there's this person called Explore with us. It's like a YouTube channel, and like they have like actual psychologists like like sit down and they watch these interrogation videos and they break them down. And then like one thing that they always mention during murder interrogations and interrogations and stuff in general is that they don't let suspects repeat lies because the more they say the lie the more likely that they are to believe it and the more likely the police are to believe it so it's crazy to even think about that like i you know i like that by itself is proves manifestation to me i don't know why but it's just like and it's a weird thing to take it out of like a murder interrogation or a criminal interrogation but if if you mean the cops are like you can't let them lie more than once or you're gonna believe their lie well and it's like not even going like woo woo spiritual, but like literally, everything is your mind. Everything. When I see this red thing, that that's photons hitting my eyes, being projected onto my nerves as how I interpret red. Same with everything else, and so it's like when you start thinking about that, it's like it, it kind of. It's weird. It puts almost like a separation between you and other other minds. It's like what's within, what's without, what's internal, what's external, and it's, it it kind of drives home that whole Eastern philosophy of know thyself, mm-hmm. and the internal quietness, and and this stuff that they preach. That you know, in Western philosophy, you know, it's all about the Almighty Dollar in America. So right. those 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 things tend to find a a brick wall to run into and uh, but eventually you get to an age in life and experience that 
it's like, oh wait, there there's a little more to this than pursuit of whatever. Right. Like there's there's a bigger picture at play. Some people call it God, some people the universe, whatever. I'm an atheist. I don't believe in a personified man in the beard, man with a beard in the sky kind of God. But I don't rule out, I don't take shit off the table to say that there's not greater forces at work because I've experienced them. Right. Yeah. Know? No, for sure. Especially in the psychedelic space. Like, you can't deny that. You know, that's powerful. I used to, I really didn't believe in spirituality and all, in metaphysical things. And then I took LSD and, and all, and, and shit like that. And I was like, hey, maybe there is more to it than yeah. I'm thinking about. But I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like, uh, everybody's one you know like i am you you are me like as much as we are the table we are the water bottle consciousness yeah we are we are all consciousness just having a human experience exactly yeah that's how i've looked at the world for the last few years and it's made a huge difference yeah and 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 ever since exactly ever since i started looking at like we are just all the same person trying to do the same thing I've been a lot nicer to everybody. Same. You know, yeah. I just always treat people like exactly the way I want to be treated. Is like if I needed help, I'm gonna. If I see somebody that needs help, I'm gonna help them because I would need help in that situation. And why would I not give myself that same thing? You know, it makes. It, it, and then people get all wrapped wrapped up in that idea. Well, they have to earn a living, or they have to do this, and they have to do that. It's like, no, bro, you don't have to do shit to fucking deserve to live, deserve to eat, deserve to breathe air, and deserve to have clean water. Like, let's be fucking realistic. And it's like money's a factor. You have to. You gotta live. But it's the the idea that it's all you have to pursue is is lost on a lot of people, in especially in in America. I would say, yeah, it's I definitely. Agree. Um, it's yeah, yeah, because money shit is not <clears throat> worth it at the end of the day. Is like if you're not happy, who cares if you have money? Right. I think I, the idea is just to exist as much as the other things around us exist. You know. And if I got my health, I can make more fucking money. Exactly. As long as I can go out there and make it, that's the that's the thing. As yeah. long as I can do that. Well, Eli. Alicia, yes. thank you for coming on the show. Sorry, we didn't really... That's oh, fine. Gosh. I'm the emotional support. <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> well, it's cool, man. Uh, no, that's me and my wife doing this 13th Step Tone Solutions thing. It takes it takes the, the whole partnership to start business, man. It is no bullshit. It takes a lot of support. It takes a lot of work. And uh, to have someone behind you that's working with you, that's a big deal. It's going into business for yourself. I would argue it's almost impossible to do it without. Can I have a couple of shout outs before we end? Absolutely. Uh, let me give a shout out to Jonathan Stedding uh, out there in South Carolina. I love you, bro. Give a shout out to Michael Soto. Shout out to Skyler from Cell. Shout out to uh, fucking Colton from Sledge. Shout out to Olive Limp Wizard. Shout out to uh, fucking Chip Mantooth, Young Graves. Shout out to Triple L. Shout out to uh, Carlos. Shout out to all the old Mad DeFi crew, all the old Dirty Creek Media crew. I love you guys. We're going on to the next one. All right, man. So, well, real quick, where do we go from here as far as 2023 projects? You got anything in the in the pipe? Yeah, absolutely. So we have a game show coming up uh, that's going to start filming March 19th. That's called The Brutal Beatdown. And uh, that the first episode is going to have Skylar from Cell. It's going to have Frankie from Limp Wizards. And it's going to have Jason from Peeling Flesh. And we're going to film like four episodes in that same day. So you'll see members from Sledge. You'll see members from all the your favorite local metal bands uh, going head to head and answering questions about you know local the local metal scene and you know the national metal scene. And uh, we have we have a concert schedule or we have a filming schedule put up on the Facebook. So that's Body Snatcher on the eighth, Kemper Temper on the fifteenth, and then on the twenty third we have uh, Bad Trip, and then into April we have you know a lot of openings. So if you guys want. To schedule something or you want me to film a concert, film a music video, let me know. We have music videos coming out with Peeling Flesh, Kemper Temper, and uh, Burn the Throne. And uh, I think that's pretty much it. Awesome, man. Guys, thank you for coming on the show. Really appreciate appreciate it. it. And uh, we'll definitely be in touch. Uh, We got... We got some meetings and some projects in the works ourselves. We'll probably be looking... I'm thinking mid-summer before we can actually get something produced, but... We got to, you know, you got to start that now and then it, it builds to then, but definitely getting something on video and promotional. Uh, we'll probably be in touch. That sounds good. Thank you for being, being on the show, man. I really appreciate you guys having me out here. All right, Jonathan, man. How can people help us out if they want to get on this ride? So the local ear, uh, the local earshot podcast, uh, we are a value for value podcast. What that means is that we are listener supported. So we run on three tenants. It's time, talent, and treasure. Uh, we value everybody's time for listening uh, there's many different ways to get involved with your time. Uh, you can go over to Facebook, find us on there, um, and then uh, like our page. That helps us out. We we need about 400 more likes, or we can even even remotely start monetizing on Facebook. Uh, and then 
Um, and there's uh, two groups on there. The one's private, one's uh, the major group, and uh, you can join that. And then you go on there and you can list all your shows and all that kind of stuff if you're an artist. And then that leads me to my second T, which is talent. So if you're a music artist or if you are inside the music industry and you want to come on and talk about music and just kind of give us a rundown of what you do, then you can hit me up at john at the local com or Brad on our Instagram page. It's the local earshot or on my Facebook page. Um, and then we can uh, start to you know set it all up. And then the third T is treasure. So if you want to donate to the show, you can go over to the local com. There's a tab that says donate. Uh, we take all uh, major little f- sources of money, Venmo, Cash App, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we are also looking for sponsorship. So if you want to sponsor an episode, then reach out to us and then we can work out a deal so we can have you on um, our you know, have your sponsorship stuff listed. I also do show shout outs. So if you uh, if you want to pay five bucks and just have me shout out a show at the end of the show and let people know about it, then you can you know send that to a, through a donation. So thank you for listening. Love y'all. See y'all. Bye bye.